out there. The first one, I think episode number one, my attitude I want to get across to you and I want to get across it in every show is never give up. You know you're going to fail. It's going to take time to kick this thing. Just keep getting up. The enemy will try and uh, trick you into believing that you are under his foot. You're just, you're, he's got his foot on your neck and he, he's dominating you. He's just got you. And that's what he's trying to tell you. The facts are that it's kind of like climbing a hill. A friend of mine in a men's group, James Brooke, told me this. He said, uh, you know, the enemy tries to trick us into believing that he's knocked us all the way back down to the bottom of the hill. Which is not the case. You know, he might knock us down the hill, but he doesn't knock us all the way to the bottom. You start up this hill... And it's a climb, man. You get to a certain point and you're feeling pretty good about yourself and then you fail and then you fall. And you just feel like garbage, you know. You're giving your flesh. Your flesh is... You just want to do what you want to do and your flesh wins that battle and you just feel like crap afterwards. You feel like, oh man, I just got knocked all the way down to the bottom of the hill and I gotta start walking all the way back up. It's not true. You're not all the way at the bottom of the hill. You've got knocked down maybe halfway. Maybe uh, three quarters of the way. Maybe a quarter of the way. He might have just knocked you down two inches, but he'll try and make you think that you've been knocked all the way down to the bottom of the hill. Just remember that that's not the case. Don't believe that lie just want to reiterate the fact that I'm not a guru or some kind of a expert on this stuff, but I do know what worked for me and what is working for me because I'm still in the battle. I'm still in the fight. Attitude I want to talk about today uh, was actually brought up to me during a men's group about a month ago. Uh, it reintroduced to me, and I, I had not really forgotten about it. I guess I just forgot to implement it and put it into use. A friend of mine in the group, uh, we'll call him Jay, he, uh, I was whining about, I don't know if I was whining, I was just bringing up the fact that, uh, you know, guys have sex, that's what we do, and I was kind of venting about my wife wasn't having sex with me. I felt like I wasn't getting enough sex at home, which 98% of the time is the male's fault in that women need uh, an emotional connection. Uh, guys don't necessarily need that. We can just do it, which is the flesh. It's not that intimate connection. We ne don't necessarily need to have that to, to be ready to go. So I was talking about that, saying, yeah, you know, us guys have sex. That's what we do. I need to be connected with my wife and make sure I'm having sex. Make sure she's having sex with me. And the facts are that, you know, until my relationship is repaired, you know, I, I need to, 
I don't need to have sex. I don't have to have sex. And that's the big lie. Don't believe the lie. It's the topic of this show. Don't believe the lie that society tells. It's pumped into the TVs. It's on the radio. It's that, uh, you know, uh, you have to have an orgasm. You have to have, uh, you have to have, have to masturbate. You have to get off. You have to have sex with that person you're dating. Because if you don't, well, you're going to die. You know, that's kind of the attitude, that the lie that's out there. You listen to the radio or most talk shows out there, you watch TV. That's kind of the message, isn't it? That uh, the more sex I miss, the meaner I get. You know, it's like, uh, it's like a drug or something. If you're not having an orgasm, you're missing out on life. Well, I disagree. If you're single, uh, sex is like money in the bank. You know, you hear the abstinence, keep saving yourself, because when you do, that relationship, that love relationship that you have with somebody that you're committed to, that you have real, honest intimacy with, will be so much more explosive. The sex will be incredibly, it'll be, you know, massively more than I can even describe. You know, sex without... That kind of intimacy is empty. It might uh, get you off for the short term, make you feel a little better in your flesh for that short term, but it's empty. And you lay there thinking, what the heck am I doing? Who is this person I'm with? Or why did I just do that to myself? It's an empty feeling in your spirit when there's no intimacy. When there is intimacy, it is a glorious, wonderful. You get done and you're like, oh my God, that was incredible. I can't wait to do that again. When you're in that relationship, when you're having that good connection between you and the person that is in your heart, the person that you said your I do's with before God and committed yourself to, when that relationship is clicking right, the sex is incredible. A lot of marriage counselors I know will ask one of the first questions out of their mouth and when they sit somebody down just to kind of gauge where they are, they'll ask how often they're having sex. And the answer in frequency, you, you know, or the, how good the sex is, is a pretty good uh, gauge, just like a gauge on the dashboard of your car to the relationship. Guys especially will use pornography to treat their own flesh because they don't want to work on their relationship. Their wives haven't had sex with them in a long time. They want to have sex with their wives, but they don't have the right communication skills. Their wives are mad at them for whatever reason, and they just rather take care of it themselves. Just a lot easier to do that than to actually have an intimate relationship with my spouse. This is me talking, kids. That was my deal, too. Me and my wife had layers of issues, and I was inside. I just didn't want to fight. I would just close up. I just don't want to fight. I just got off work. I'd rather just clam up, not communicate, not say what was on my heart. So I would use pornography. I would masturbate. It's a way of relieving my flesh, and it was always empty. It didn't satisfy. It satisfied my flesh for the short term, but 
It always wants more. So me and my wife went to a marriage group and we took on the problem head on and started meeting once a week in a group through our church. Started going to marriage counseling. Counseled with a guy named Alec Lee Warner. Taught me how to be a husband. I had no skills in it. I didn't know what the heck I was doing. I was a married guy acting like a single person. A messed up single person. Not just a wasn't sharing my heart with her. I didn't even really know how to share my heart with her. That's what she wanted from me, was the, uh, the real me. Spirit me. The good dog me. Not the flesh me, the flesh that just wants to feed and eat and take. That's what I was in our relationship. I was a taker. I just took, took, took starting to give back, you know, you give back to the relationship, you start working on stuff and feel a lot better. Self-esteem starts going up. It's funny when you, that good dog inside you beats the bad dog inside you, you start feeling better about yourself. When the bad dog's winning, you feel like crap about yourself. Self-esteem goes down. It's funny how you feed your flesh and you give yourself what your short-term pleasure wants crappier you feel in the long run. My flesh would like to eat cheeseburgers and pizza and junk all the time. And I would feel pretty crappy doing that too. So when you have some of them inappropriate sexual thoughts or you think about one of those movies or you think about the bad relationship or the sex that you've had or the just nasty thoughts that pop in your brain, Try and refocus that. Squish that little flame out and put in a positive thought on how you can work on your relationship. Guys, if you want to have sex with your wives tonight, stop and buy them flowers or stop and do something. Get a card and write down some of your heart on this. Give it to your wife. Ladies, open up to your guy. Draw some boundaries if you have to. One of the things I thank God for is that my wife wouldn't put up with my pornography addiction. Some women don't mind that their guys are looking at pornography. Troubles me. They haven't drawn that boundary, or they just don't care. They would rather hide their head in the ground, too, and not deal with the intimacy in their relationship. Intimacy is too hard. No, it's not. When you get through it, it's awesome. You have a good relationship. It takes work. It's a journey, not a destination. It's an awesome journey, though. Just gotta get out of the, uh, gotta get out of the mud. Maybe your relationship's gone off in the bushes. Maybe you're not on the road anymore. You're out in the, uh, out in the rough. Need to pull it back on the green. Let's keep working on it. Don't give up. It's hard work, and I promise you, you'll feel so much better being free. Having the self-control, sexual self-control, it's pretty awesome. So, my message to you this week is guard your mind. Keep snuffing out them little flames. Little inappropriate thoughts that pop in your mind, just keep snuffing them out. Replace them with the positive thoughts. Replace them with uh, thoughts of your wife, thoughts of your husband, thoughts of your family. Thoughts of your kids. 
you're single, uh, your parents, call up your dad. When's the last time you talked to your mom or your dad? They'd be thrilled to get a call from you. Here comes the cops. I'm in my car again doing my podcast, and sometimes you'll hear cars driving by or sirens or stuff like that. This is where I like to do my show. This is where I think the most. Start dwelling, start thinking about stuff. So stick with me. Come along for the ride with me. That's my show for this week. Send me an email. It's russ at digitalaudioproject.com. I want to know what's going on in your life. I want to know your progress. Maybe you're just upset with me. I used to get upset with my counselors, man. I would just get crazy. What are you talking about? Go ahead and get upset with me. It's okay. Get some of that frustration out. Send me a nasty email. It's all right. I can take it. You dish it out, I'll take it. I'll uh, read some of your emails on the on the show. I will leave your name out. You can be totally anonymous. Open up a Yahoo account if you don't want people to see your... You don't trust, uh, you know, what company... I, I will never share your email with anybody, by the way. I'll never give out your address to anybody. But if you're nervous about that kind of thing, open up a Yahoo account or something like that. Just, uh... Connect. Thanks again for listening. Keep up the fight. Get back up. Dust yourself off. If I get up, I might fall back down again. So let's get up.